Hey, what's up, everybody? A couple days ago on Instagram, I put out uh, the idea of doing an AMA, and a bunch of you responded with great questions. I didn't get to all of them. Some of them were more training related, and I just don't have expertise there, and I don't want to misspeak. I do address some of them in this, but not all of them. So just know that uh, if I don't answer your question in this, it's because of that uh, that lack of expertise and, and just lack of confidence in, in giving you the answer you deserve. Let me know what you think. We can do more of these in the future. As I'm recording this, it is Thursday before the McDowell Mountain 50 miler. I managed to come down with a cold uh, a couple of days ago, and it's only gotten a little worse. And I'm kind of freaking out because I really want to run this race, but I also can't really breathe right now, at least well especially if my heart rate increases, it's like a, I just wouldn't be able to do it. So um, I'm trying to transfer my stoke into the podcast where I can be productive. So we're doing two episodes this week. We got the Mo Lockert episode going live. And also this, you get bonus episodes when your boy ain't feeling good enough to run. All right, let's get right into it. AMA. Yo, this is Finn Melanson. We're trying this out for the first time. Thank you for all of your AMA questions. For those that are not familiar, AMA stands for Ask Me Anything. Um, this is, you know, I'm kind of sick right now. I'm not going to lie. Uh, people might say this is like the Michael Jordan flu game. So totally stepping up here to crush these questions, but Got some Kleenex, got some Starburst, and I got some Trader Joe's Organic Blood Orange Roybaz Herbal Tea. It's actually pretty good. Uh, let's waste no more time. Let's get into these questions. The first question, how did you end up in Salt Lake City? It's a great question. So actually, you know what? Is it a great question? No, it's a good question. I'm just kidding. I saw I saw a skit the other day uh, about like the use of great question in podcasting and how it's overused, but no, that's a good question. So I did a through hike of the Appalachian Trail in the summer of 2014. And, and when I finished the trail, I was obsessed with the lifestyle, like most through hikers are. I, uh, I love the simplicity of covering big miles in the mountains, going through all these historic trail towns, picking up on all the culture. And really my only worries were getting in enough calories and sleeping well at night. And yeah, I think that when you start doing that on a daily basis, you realize that simplicity is honestly one of the key uh, factors for a happy life. And I was like, shit, when I finished it up, how do I make something like this a part of my lifestyle? Because I knew that through hiking you know, indefinitely was impractical, but um, I wanted to make a major part. And I met a few people on the trail who told me about this ultra running thing, and they build it as sort of the next best thing. And I love to experiment. So I gave it a shot and no surprise, I got really into it. And the more I got into it, the more I realized that I needed to be as close to the mountains as possible. Because at the time in, you know, late 2014, 2015, 2016, I was living in Portland, Maine. And so uh, when one of the political campaigns that I was working on uh, ended in November, 2016, I made a very spur of the moment decision to hop a flight to Alta, Utah 
and to live and work and ski and run at, at the Rustler Lodge there for the winter. Um, it was spur of the moment, though. There was some background and context to it. My aunt and uncle have lived at uh, Snowbird Ski Resort in Little Cottonwood Canyon for many decades. So there was some background and context to it. But anyways, I was hooked almost immediately, and it was a slippery slope from there. I've basically been here for the better part of the last five years, and I truly believe it's the best city in America. If you're listening to this and you haven't at least visited Salt Lake City, put it at the top of your list. Okay, let me take a sip of tea here. Oh, that's good. Next question. What is the best thing about Salt Lake City outside of running? Uh, Outside of running. Well, it's not too big and it's not too small. I think as far as cities go, it's in that like perfect range of size. There's also a ton of young people in their 20s and their 30s that I would characterize as adventurous, generally optimistic about life, interested in challenging the status quo and building a life around the outdoors. Uh, It's got the best day life in America. And uh, some people that know that phrase, because I say it a fair amount in person, might laugh. But, you know, people talk about nightlife in New York City and L.A. and all of those kind of pop in places where there's like a music scene and bars and events and stuff like that. I think Salt Lake City has the best day life, like pound for pound from 6 a.m. to like 6 p.m. You're going to have a really great day. There's just a lot of things in place to make it great. Um I would also say it's really easy to get around the city into trailheads. All the roads are on a grid system. So unless there's significant construction going on, you can basically get from one corner of the city to the other in about 10 or 15 minutes. And not many cities can boast that. So yeah, just to recap, I would say it's, it's this high concentration of young people that are looking for a big change in their life and they're open-minded. I would say the infrastructure, it's really easy to get around the city. And then day life, man, hashtag day life, make that go viral. I got to take another sip of uh, tea here. I'm playing hurt today, folks. What do you think is the next big thing in ultra running? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to speak to the increasing professionalization of the sport. Uh, There is a perspective among a lot of people who think about this that is totally wrong in my opinion. And they believe that athletes should be working at least part-time in some other job in order to be successful in our sport, which is absolutely silly in my opinion. There is no case study in any other sport in the world that has been fully professionalized that shows that this is true. It's quite the opposite. If you don't make it your one thing. If you don't make trail and ultra running your one thing in the next five to 10 years, in my opinion, if you have aspirations to go pro, you are going to be out of a job pretty quickly um, because there will be other athletes that make it their one thing. And they're going to be going all in, not just on the training, but on all the other things outside of the running part to be successful while you're working on your side gig as like a doctor or a business owner. You know, they're going to be, while you're working those hours, they're going to be going to massage. They're going to be going to sports psychology sessions. They're going to be going to the gym for strength sessions. They're going to be staying as horizontal on the couch watching Netflix. The idea also that an exclusively running life is boring 
<laughs> sorry, is such nonsense. The people that say that, I assume, this is an assumption, aren't thinking holistically about what training means, as I just described above. Uh, it doesn't end with running. You need the whole day to do all the other stuff to be great. I don't think that that's necessarily true right in this moment, but I do think that the sport will be big enough in five years um, where uh, more people are going to have the means to do that. I'll make another prediction. I think that in five years, we'll have at least 25 to 30 athletes in the sport who will get contracts that are basically a living wage. They can not have to worry at all about finances. And if you think about the level of investment that an athlete will put into trail running and ultra running, knowing that their finances are covered, when we shift to that, there's going to be way more athletes like Jim Walmsley and Tom Evans and Courtney DeWalter that have a chance to go all in and we'll simply see more athletes like them, if not better. So yeah, if anybody wants to have a little bit of a debate about uh, how you can add even more work to your life outside of running and that that's needed to like somehow create balance and to be successful in running. Um, yeah, I think you can get away with it now, but like the sport isn't professionalized yet. We're still working on that road. Like we're not the NFL. We're not the MLB. We're not the NHL. Uh, we're not the NBA. You don't see those people working side gigs. They're all in. <clears throat> One second. I got to take some more, uh, more sips here. I'm my throat, man. <clears throat> Sorry. One thing that's cool about these AMAs is you can get on your high horse. I love the high horse. Next question. What do I want to see added to the trail running community here in Salt Lake? <clears throat> All right. I'll preface this by talking about what's already been accomplished that I'm excited about. And that is the development of the community here on the female side. You've got the women of the Wasatch and they've got their weekly runs, their weekend long run adventures and all these other events that go beyond trail running and, you know, are, you know, create great lasting friendships and, and true community on the men's side. You know, you've seen similar attempts and similar commitment. Uh, the cinnamon roll run here on the Bonneville shoreline trail in Salt Lake comes to mind. There's also been an attempt on the men's side to make these full-on trail running teams. So yeah, before I dig into like what could be just a tip of the cap to everyone out there trying to build community, whether it's successful or unsuccessful, I salute people that are in the arena trying. And in terms of what I want to see built, the first thing that comes to mind is more physical establishments for the community to build around and to socialize at. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but we still don't have a dedicated trail running store near a trailhead that can be the iconic meeting hub for our people. And we really need that in my opinion. I mean, you know, I know that uh, Schemo Co has built I think it's called Sky Run Co., which is like a little side shop on their main shop there uh, on uh, Fort Union Boulevard near Big Cottonwood Canyon. But I'm, I'm talking about like a, a fairly big, true trail running store and not just like a, like a side project for a ski mountaineering company. So we really need that, in my opinion. I also want to see a golden ticket event for Western States added here. This is one of, if not the best regions in the United States for trail running, and we don't have a representative race for that event. Personally, I'd like to see a, a 100K in Corner Canyon sometime in early May. Someone would need to build it, of course, but 
I think it'd be the perfect terrain and the perfect time of year for it. Um, that said, now that Western States is expanding its ticket races and they're even going year round and adding a hundred milers into the mix, it doesn't necessarily have to be one of these shorter races. So maybe we leverage one of the races that we already have established, like the bear 100, um, just spitballing. Okay. Next question. What are your thoughts about what the younger generation should develop and focus on? Well, first of all, let me just say that I'm only 30. I still think I'm young, right? <laughs> um, no, I'm getting older. It's okay. I'm actually, I've been wanting to be 30 for a while. and can't wait to be 40 either. Uh, first and foremost, just be yourselves. The best way to add your mark to the culture, in my opinion, is just like showing up authentically. And we're always in need of new perspectives and influences in this community. I think that, um, you know, think about your participation in the sport from a cultural standpoint and how you can lend your take on life to the mix. You'd be surprised at how well it will probably catch on. So just keep thinking of ways to challenge the status quo of our sport, because that is what the young generation in almost any scenario in life, whether it's business, sports, or politics is tasked to do. So, you know, and I'm still young enough where I don't understand why the old guys and girls get so ticked off about this, but the way I understand it, it's precisely how the sport stays relevant as the years pass by. So yeah. I would say, go make the next culture. No pressure. How does a new podcast line up guests like this? That's a, that's a good question. So this is a good question um, because I think that whether you want to start a podcast or not, what I'm about to tell you is just a good skill to have in life. And it's an opportunity you should be aware of as well. We, we live in an era where it's still easy to find emails and social profiles and also where all those emails and direct messages, regardless of their importance, they usually end up in the same inboxes to be read and considered. I've simply leveraged that reality. It is so easy to contact the most interesting people in your industries these days. Running is just one example. Like, think about that. If you find someone's email address, your message is going to end up at the top of their inbox and everyone checks their email. And I think there is some sort of filter on Instagram, but people still check all that too. Like you'd be surprised at how often people are checking, not just the main inbox, but also the promotions tab in Gmail, for example, and the spam filter and people are just checking email. So leverage that. Um, once you find the email, let's talk about how to contact. The subject line and the body content are critical. They're so important. You want a subject line that makes them want to open the email and you want body content that makes them want to respond. I usually tell the prospect why I'm reaching out. I show how I'm familiar with what they do. I make my ask and then I tell them exactly what's in it for them if they come on the show. Oh, you know, you'll reach XYZ people for your brand or, oh, I'll also put like $30 of Instagram ads behind the episode so that we can increase the reach. Just don't be self-serving in the outreach. Show that you've done your homework about them and communicate very clearly why it benefits them to record an episode together. Just do all that, and I'd be shocked if you don't reach and recruit the people that you want to reach and recruit. <laughs> okay, one sec. I got to eat a Starburst here. You know what? I'm just going to chew it like gum. Starburst is actually low-key. Good for that. Okay, next question. How to link up with other runners and join groups. Uh, okay. 
That's a good question. Uh, I'll answer that with what I think is the best way. And it's just my way. So there's a lot of other ways to do it, but it's leveraging social media. Use all of the Strava features at your disposal to find people in your area. Start following people you're interested in, you know, comment on their runs, use that space to see if you can link up for future runs. I recognize that, you know, Strava can be a bit sketchy, but I've personally met a lot of my best friends on there. And, you know, you can search for local groups too, and you can narrow your outreach that way as well. So you can introduce yourself with a commonality, like, Hey, we both belong to the same group, like, you know, the Wasatch Wranglers or something like that. I would do the same thing via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. If you find runners on Strava, you can just go find their profiles there. And that might be a better way to connect via DMS. But the bottom line is so many people meet online now dating is the mainstream right now, but like, it's also great for uh, creating friendships and running partners as well. So leverage that. It's one of the ways that social media, in my opinion, is so awesome. And, you know, in my experience, I've only encountered a very small number of people who are sort of, you know, standoffish and more interested in sort of maintaining like a click type thing. Um, those type of like high school people, I I think you'll find that in like 1% of cases, 99% of the time proactively reaching out to people works and leads to great times and great friendships. And I could attest to that. I've, like I said, I've met like almost all my Salt Lake friends online. So yeah, it's awesome. <coughs> see, we have, <clears throat> I'm going to do three more questions here. First, how to train for speed versus endurance and what about cross training? Okay. This is an important question. And I should leave with the fact that I have no coaching experience and very little familiarity with the literature that exists on the subject. What I can tell you with pretty good confidence is that speed training helps for overall endurance. Even if you're running a very mountainous hundred miler, for example, I think that a lot of ultra runners, myself included for sure, get very comfortable just slogging the same pace, same type of miles every week. And these miles are important and they can get you pretty far in terms of improvement, especially if you're new to the sport, but you really need to start doing once or twice a week workouts at challenging paces to see breakthroughs after that. In terms of cross training, I am a huge proponent of weightlifting. I was a football player in high school and early college. So I grew up in the weight room. It's my bias, but I believe I've stayed basically injury free over the past five years because of my commitment to it. I'm also a big, big advocate of having a dedicated season where you pursue a different endurance sport, especially in the winter, uh, like Nordic skiing or ski mountaineering. I think if you're doing the same sport, all four seasons, uh, you know, you're human, you put yourself at risk for overuse injuries and a shortened career. I think, uh, if I could put it into like a nice little quip, it'd be like, do as the euros do. And you see a lot of people like, <clears throat> I mean, two that come to mind, Killian Jornet and Francois Dane, they take like half the year dedicated to skiing. They're two of the best mountain runners in the world. So I get it. If you love running and you want to do year round, that's not lost on me. But I think if you want to set yourself up for like longevity in the sport, I think taking breaks is the way to go. Um, I did this a lot of years. Honestly, now that I think about it, last year was really the first year in my own running career where I didn't ski, for example. And I regret that. Like, I think that I got a little burned out in some ways. And so I'm skiing again this winter. Um, and I don't get injured. There's a lot of things that I don't do right. 
Um, and I'll be the first to tell you that, but I don't get injured. And I think it's because of the weights and taking time off. Second question. Okay. This is more of a comment. Uh, the person just says paralysis by analysis. I'm just going to address it as best I can in a way that's most relevant to my life at the moment. <clears throat> Maybe I'm off, off a little bit here, but I'm going to try as best I can. Um, yeah, the short answer is that I have definitely been guilty of this for years, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. I've wanted to start the single track since like 2017. Um, and I delayed because I didn't think I had all the skills and the relationships and the knowledge needed to get it going. Spoiler alert, I still don't. I couldn't have been more wrong. There's a quote that I reference. It's from the founder of LinkedIn. His name's Reed Hoffman. He says, quote, if you aren't embarrassed by the first version of your product, you've launched too late, end quote. And you can take that a lot of different ways, but I, I include it here because the fact of the matter is no matter how long you wait, what you initially produce will almost assuredly be inferior to what you ultimately do with that project in the long run. The best way to get good with what you're trying to build is to start in public and to use that accountability mechanism to commit to getting better. I mean, yeah, when I look at what I produced in the first two episodes of this show, for example, I'm kind of embarrassed. I didn't ask good follow-up questions. I'm pulling mostly from a script. I'm nervous. And even still, I'm at like episode uh, 18 here. I'm still finding ways to improve. Um, there's still things that like piss me off about conversational ticks I have and saying, um, and saying, I dig it, which by the way, I'm not going to take out of this. I love saying I dig it, but yeah, the audience forgives you and they largely have a short-term memory on this stuff. So just effing get started. No one expects you to be great right off the bat. They expect you to grow and get better over time, especially if you put the investment in, you will never have the perfect information or the perfect skills to be excellent right off the bat. Trust me, you are just wasting your time, not getting started on whatever it is you're dreaming about. I gave you an example of the single track and entrepreneurship, but it could be related to running too, or relationships. Paralysis by analysis, we all deal with it. It's like the imposter syndrome stuff. Just recognize that it's like a human thing and just get started. That's the antidote. That's a good, I'm glad that was asked. That was a good one. All right, last question here. What is your vision for the next few years of the brand? Hmm. I love these questions because I love the future. I do want this to become a notable media company in our sport, at least initially, but not necessarily for the long term. That's not the play. I want to make enough money with this so that I can go full time on it. I've set a goal where I should be able to leave my current full time work to do that. I think it's relatively soon. And once it gets big enough, if it gets big enough, I'm hoping I can make enough profit to finance my biggest dreams in the sport. And that's the ultimate goal. That's my personal moonshot. The first of which is to make mountain ultra trail running an Olympic sport. When I applied to business school in 2017, I dedicated my entire entrance essay to this goal, and I'm still for it. Beyond that, I also want to build a pro league here in the US, a major league ultra running, if you will. I absolutely love the media side of the sport. I love being behind the microphone, love meeting cool people, having these conversations about the future of the sport. And I love cobbling together a newsletter of my favorite finds and wisdom from the previous week. But media isn't the big goal. For me, it's building organizations that further professionalize the sport. That is my aim. But that's just me. And I hope that 
with what I'm saying here, I can inspire you to think big too. You love this sport, right? How do you want to leave it? Where do you want to make your mark? That's my challenge to you. I think if we're all thinking big and we're all capable of thinking big, if we think big and we execute big, some really fucking cool shit is going to happen in this sport. So let's get to work. Let's roll up our sleeves. I think that's it for this AMA. Let me take one more swig of this. You know, tea is great for like the first four sips. It's kind of like seltzer. And then you're just like, that got cold really quick. But these Starburst are great. All right, enough. Maybe we'll do this again in a couple months. Thank you so much for the questions. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you got to know me better and that makes our relationship better. I'm stoked about what we're doing here. Uh, it's a joy to record. It's a joy to find people to have conversations with. Hopefully I'm sparking ideas in your running life. Let's stay in touch. I love chatting with you guys. This is like a huge passion of mine. And I love people that are like, I have this idea about running. What do you think? Well, A, I think it's awesome because you're thinking about the sport in ways that can make a difference. But yeah, let's have conversations. I'm always down for a phone call, always down to DM on Instagram, whatever. Let's chat. Love this community. Peace. One last thing before we go to those of you that have left a rating and a review in your podcast player for this show. Thank you so much. I'm going to be a broken record here, but it is the single most important thing you can do. If you want to report this show, sorry, support this show to help it grow, to help it reach new listeners, to help it reach more of the trail and ultra running community. So thank you. If you haven't done so already, simply go to ratethispodcast.com backslash single track. And it's that easy. You can go there. It'll give you all the directions. You fill it out. Bada bing, bada boom. You've done your part. So please, if you have not left a rating and review yet, that's all I ask. For the listeners, it'll always be about just listening to the show, enjoying it, and spreading the gospel. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next time.